Without Remorse, this is the latest adaptation of a Tom Clancy novel. It is an action thriller that you can watch right now on Amazon Prime Video. Now, there is a novel called Without Remorse. It is a spinoff of the Jack Ryan film series. And for that reason, you've actually seen this main character before if you've seen some other Tom Clancy adapted films, because it features John Kelly, one of the more famous, probably the second most famous Tom Clancy character, at least in terms of the novels and the films and, and such. But yeah, so this new film is directed by Stefano Salima. It was written by Taylor Sheridan and Will Staples. It stars Michael B. Jordan, who is a producer of the film, along with Jody Turner-Smith, Jamie Bell, and Guy Pierce. Also Coleman Domingo in, uh, I think, only like one or two scenes. Very, very quick. But yeah, so the story of this movie follows a U.S. Navy SEAL who gets kind of uh, into a bit of a, a web of conspiracies. Uh, some of his teammates start to mysteriously get picked off after a mission that goes wrong. And after losing people close to him, he goes on a revenge warpath against the people he believes are responsible. This is mainly an update of the novel. It's very different based on what I have looked into. They've changed a lot of things around. And one of the major changes is how Michael B. Jordan is playing this character who's previously been played by Lee Schreiber and Willem Dafoe. This is definitely a new take on the character in at least some ways, but in other ways, it's definitely not new. Um, and this is a film, I know that they've been trying to make this for years and years and years as kind of, you know, come and jumping off the success of Jack Ryan. It's definitely a different kind of flavor because Jack Ryan, he's like a CIA analyst who kind of gets put into the field for the first time. And we of course have the Jack Ryan series on Amazon. And I think that's probably what they have in mind here is to sort of like merge those franchises because you could, you could ostensibly see like Michael B. Jordan popping up in that series of shows, or maybe they're going to do a movie who knows because Jack Ryan has been pretty successful. The, uh, the show on Amazon with John Krasinski at the lead. But that said, this film has come out and it has been getting pretty trashed from critics, definitely mixed to negative. It ha it was going to be set for a theatrical release by Paramount. And of course, with a lot of things that I guess we're talking about this week, especially it was delayed. And then eventually Amazon got their hands on it and it's now on Prime Video. Will Ashton, what did you think of Without Remorse? Uh, by and large, I thought it was okay. Um, I, I think... It's a, like you said, a return to the sort of character, or sorry, star-driven uh, character films of the 90s and early 2000s, which for someone like me is pretty refreshing. It's nice to see an age of IP and blockbusters, even though obviously, as you mentioned, it is an IP. It does feel like a, a film that is made to carry Michael B. Jordan's star power and allow him to stretch himself as a leading man. And while this certainly isn't a showcase on par with the Creed films or even something like Black Panther, where he plays an outstanding supporting character, I do think that this movie, by and large, is a little bit more accessible and enjoyable when it is a good showcase for Michael B. Jordan as an action star, as well as a dramatic star. But uh, as you kind of mentioned already, I, I feel like the film itself, it, it feels less like a film and more like a extended pilot for what would essentially be a John Kelly uh, Amazon series, like in the same way that uh, Jack Ryan is a pretty popular series on the service right now. And I know this wasn't made by Amazon, but the fact they acquired it does kind of feel that way, even down to the like, you know, Avengers type of uh, end or <laughs> mid credit yeah. 
teaser, uh, it, it just produces a sort of cynical undertone too, especially considering that the style of the film, it is uh, not super flashy or pulpy. It does kind of feel like every action scene, with the exception of like one or two towards the middle, does kind of feel a bit repetitive and it doesn't really have a lot of visual luster to it in a way that I think would have made the sort of uh, by the book storytelling of it a little bit more palpable or at least a little bit more uh, engaging. But there is, I, I think, some decent bits here to admire. I, I do think the the mid uh, section set piece with the plane is really well done, even though it is basically doing a uh, similar version of the Mission Impossible scene from the fifth movie, where Tom Cruise is like underwater for like eight minutes or something like that. I do appreciate though that there's a little bit more of um, uh, dramatic urgency to this, where like he has to find like kind of like air pockets and different things to to stay afloat. Um, I, I think those are kind of neat little ways to add dramatic stakes and. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's a fine time. I think you know putting it on Amazon Prime is a good way to get the dad audience to watch it on their couch, just uh, you know, kind of lounging around and watching it. But I don't think there's a lot here that really uh, stood out to me beyond that. I, I think it's it's a fine time passer, but not a whole lot more. Yeah, I think I think we're in pretty close agreement for this one. Yeah, it's it's predictable. It's. That's the most frustrating thing about it is it's too generic for how competently made it is and how good Michael B. Jordan can be in action films. I mean, we've seen him be really electric and charming and charismatic in films where like he's the villain in Black Panther or in films like Creed that really have a deeper look at like what he can do under really good direction. Here, yeah, I think that he is a bit of a cipher for, like you said, a character that people are already familiar with and a character who I, I think that we kind of have to put a lot of our own expectations on because the film doesn't do it for us. And it's it's a shame because there are, there are certain scenes that do stand out here. You know, you mentioned the plane sequence. I think that is easily the strongest of the film. I think a lot of the action scenes are pretty well staged in terms of I, I understand where characters are, what they need to do, what the stakes are. But the thing that I struggle with is I don't really understand why they are invested in the scenes themselves with very few moments. And I think that's because I never really understood the story. I never really understood beyond like the basic motivations of our character partway into the film. I never really understood why is he a Navy SEAL? What What is it that he wants to get out of, you know, serving his country? A little bit more of a background for him. Uh, too much, I think, of his character is informed by something tragic that happens to him. And so I, I can never really connect, like, you know, what was interesting about him. And so I think like the more formulaic aspects of the film have to fill in those blanks. And I think that's why people are watching this and they're finding it to be a bit of a slog because they, they, aren't, they aren't connecting with this character enough to enjoy enjoyed the things about it that are you know enjoyable enough yeah i mean it's trying to be i guess two things at once it's trying to be a john wick type vehicle and a mission impossible type vehicle at the same time and that's kind of an odd mix considering like you said that like one is a traditional vigilante type story there's like elements of like uh commando in here too like towards the beginning where like michael b jordan's like out for revenge and like you know attacking these like looming uh figures and and, and i know that's like not the most original thing but i feel like those were the more appealing aspects of the film as i guess you were alluding to there's like one kind of uh grizzled down action scene that involves like 
exploding car that, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit more over the top than the other scenes. But I think that's what I found appealing about it was that it, 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 I thought when the movie was going in that direction, I was like, oh, this could be actually kind of fun. Like you said, not the most original thing in the world, kind of boilerplate, but I can get behind this if it's just going to be Michael B. Jordan going around, you know, getting revenge and stuff like that. But when it does introduce the government and try to do something a little bit more uh, elaborate, I guess, in terms of plotting, it, it does also become a little bit more convoluted and less engaging. But I do agree with you that I am glad now that we are at a point with action vehicles where they are actually putting the camera back and letting us see the action. It's not like this, like, uh, born era thing where, like, every, like, shot is just, like, a camera shaking while people are, like, throwing punches and, you know, shooting at any random objects. Like, I, I, you can clearly see what's happening, and I think it's choreographed decently well. But like you said, I didn't really feel the emotional investment in it to make it matter. And I also felt like the action climax at the end was a little, like, kind of visually dark as well in a way that, that didn't really make the choreography stand out. Um, I guess that's, I don't know if it's more of a fault to the lighting or the cinematography, but I also felt like that, that prevented me from fully appreciating what the movie is doing from an action perspective. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's like a, it's a throwback in good and bad ways. I think to sum up what you said, like it's a throwback in some good ways of like, yeah, let's get back to this era of action filmmaking where you can really tell what's going on for the most part. And you understand really like what they need to do in order to win the day. I think that is the thing I do like about the last set piece is that the hopelessness of the situation actually feels pretty hopeless. Like, man, how's he actually going to get out of this? But of course you understand the whole time, like, okay, well he has to get out of this because this is John Kelly. And so I know that they want to make more of these. So it is lacking some of that tension, but then, yeah, it's also a throwback in too many ways where it's Tom Clancy. We, we, we kind of been through this like we, we kind of get what tom clancy does and says with his stories down to like who the villains really are like none of that is going to be difficult to see coming i think some of the casting is very uh woeful woefully miscast in ways that are like man you really are just making it obvious like who's bad in this like you could have you could have tried a little harder there yeah it's a point where i thought they were actually going to do like some sort of like switch them up where it's like, okay, it's too obvious that they're setting up this guy to right. be a bad guy. Surely there's going to be like some like major twist. And I thought that's what we were going to get in that bathroom scene. And then it's just like, oh, no, no, that's, that's, uh, that's what we're getting. All right. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I can see a lot of people watching this and just, you know, not finding any reason to connect with it. I mean, it's like you said, it's dad cinema in some good ways. I think dads are going to watch this and enjoy it as an afternoon cable watch, or at least like what is going to be like the new cable since so many people are cutting the cord. But that's kind of what it's setting out to do. But at the same time, I think that they were hoping that this would be a very lucrative, well-done franchise. Uh, for Michael B. Jordan especially, I think that this would have been... I, I kind of wish that this was a little bit more successful for him, something that could have been out in theaters, that could have been a reliable moneymaker for him, just for the fact that it means that we could see him doing riskier films on the side, because I think that's where his more interesting stuff could lie in, in his future, because he's he's a great talent. I think that... This film, though, only really cares about his physicality. It, it doesn't really care about his range as an actor. And I think it lets him down in some ways. I know people have been yeah. kind of talking about or like questioning, you know, if he's really a good actor. And that, that makes me pretty sad because like, we know well, he's a good he's actor. A good act. I just think he needs yeah. the right director. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it's no surprise in that regard that the movie cares about his physicality because he takes his shirt off like what every like 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which I'm not complaining, but I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that I, I think that adds to your point that the movie seems to see him more for his muscles than for his acting chops, which, as you suggest, is a shame because like, clearly he can act like we've seen 
you know, at least a few films now where he can be very charismatic and, you know, very appealing as a screen presence, whether as a, as a supporting star, like we said, in Black Panther and Chronicle, or as a leading man in something like Fruitvale Station or Creed. So it's like clear that he can act. But yeah, this this vehicle doesn't really play to his favor. But yeah, I mean, if it was just going to be a like kind of like by the like or uh, by the books, middle of the lane, sort of a actor heavy action film that is intended to be shown on TNT at like 2.30 on Thursday. I, I could have gotten behind that, but this felt so much like a pilot that it felt very clinical and cynical to me that I wasn't really fully able to overlook how much it felt like it's trying to set up the blocks for something bigger to a point where it doesn't really seem to care much about setting up character investment and tone because like, oh, just so you get the idea of what he's trying to do. Here's some action scenes. We'll buffer this out later in the other movies. And it's just like, well, no, just make a good film now and we'll, we'll get there along the way. Very good point. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, I'm a low B minus on Without Remorse. I think that, yeah, it's it's mostly forgettable, but as an action film, it's solid enough. It's solid in the ways that it needs to be. I really like Jodie Turner-Smith in this. I think that she has a really f- interesting and different kind of dynamic with the character. And it's, it's great to see two black leads in a Tom Clancy adaptation. That is definitely uh, a breath of fresh air, at least for that. But yeah, in, in terms of how the film will ultimately be remembered, I don't think it will be remembered well. But I, I could see them kind of figuring this out on the second try. I think that they'll probably want to make another film. I don't know if they'll, if like you said, if this could be like a series that they want to do. Or I, I could see this maybe being more of a crossover type of situation. But I'm not really sure. I, after after the reception of this, I think that that will be a very difficult sell. But hey, I mean, look, Jack Ryan has failed to launch how many times before they've kind of found some success with the John Krasinski take. So I, I think that this could this deserves a, at least another another shot uh, without without any puns intended there. Uh, but what about you, Will? What is your grade for Without Remorse? Uh, not too far from you. I ultimately gave it a C plus just because I think. By and large, like it's it's competent. It's not like egregious in its faults. I just kind of wish it was something a little bit more, either if it was pulpier or a little bit more focused in terms of being uh, one specific type of ripoff or another. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, the only thing I disagree with is I, I actually found uh, Joni Turner-Smith to be a bit flat here, but I do agree with you that it is nice to see two black leads working together in a you know kind of rigid material like this. I, I do think that their uh, chemistry together was pretty apparent, despite despite my uh, disagreements with her performance. But I also did enjoy Guy Pearce in this a lot. I actually felt like he was having a good bit of fun here. And uh, I, I, I always enjoy seeing him play it up or ham it up. So, yeah, it's, it's a fine C+. All right. Well, Without Remorse is 109 minutes long. It is available to stream right now on Amazon Prime Video. And I think Rotten Tomatoes wise, it's like in the 40s at the moment. Last I saw it was about like 44%. So yeah, I mean, it's not it's not like a super low with critics. Some critics are definitely giving it a pass. But yeah, just a word of caution. If you are unsure about this one, there is a chance you might not like it as much. But yeah, I think that this definitely has a very specific audience. You probably already know if you're in that audience demographic. So that is without remorse. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice or find us on YouTube. See you all next time.